Welcome to Shoot the Messengers with Chuck and Red. Straight talk with no filters. Where no topic is too sensitive. If you like your shots with no chasers, this is the podcast for you. Was the money good? Was the bitches bad? Was they fucking good? Did your hood show you love? Did the hoes say you fly? If your friends say you loyal, throw your worldies in the sky for the trellis. For the trellis. What up, what up, what up? You know, do you remember, um, oh my gosh, the Martin? What was, how did Martin um, open up his uh, talk show? What up, what up, what up? Is that it? Is that it? What's up? What's up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, that is it. I was going for that. But, um. I feel bad that we didn't really know that. We should have, like, definitively knew. You know what? So, I'm going to say this. I liked Martin, and I like what Martin represents for the culture, but Martin is not. Your top. It's not my top. Mm. So what is your top? Living single. Living single. Living okay. single and um, Fresh Prince. Yeah. Okay. But, I need but living single is like I love. We are living in single. Oh, in this kind of world, I'm glad I got my. I keep your head up, boy. Keep your head up. That's right. Come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How classic. Those are classic. Are those not like classic um, intro themes? Yeah. Like, yes. So, that, uh, it's funny that you brought up living single. Uh-huh. So, a while back, me and my cousin was having a conversation as far as like the culture and assimilating the culture. Do you feel as though like Sex in the City kind of like bit off of living single? I mean, of course, they were able to talk about shit that you couldn't talk about. Because it's on, was on HBO. Yeah. No, but actually, the funny thing about living single is it wasn't Sex in the City. It was mm-hmm. Friends. Yeah, Friends. Friends is friends. what, Definitely like, right. literally, yeah. Yeah. the pitch for, um, the pitch for... It was one of the white shows. Go yeah, ahead. the pitch for living single was Friends. Um, I'm sorry. The pitch, the for, pitch for Friends was, was living single. single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah. I feel like it's the same ratio of people, too, like, as yes. far as male and female. Yeah. It is the exact same thing. Yeah. You have twenty something career mm-hmm. people living in the living in New York. Looney one. Except for, um Friends was based in Manhattan mm-hmm. and they were based in I think like Brooklyn. New York. Yeah, yeah but still like I mean it fit though, white people in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but no, I think that um just in general, black people and black culture has always been appropriated. Absolutely. Um and so, yeah, of course. My bad. We're not talking about that today. No, we're not. It just when you start singing, like, just trigger something. So. Yes, yes. Okay. So today's uh, today we are talking about um, today's episode is the theme is just like talk your shit. Yes. So it's been a lot of stuff going on as we wrap up a hectic, crazy ass year. Twenty twenty has been um, like no other. No other. And so we just want to have a conversation and dialogue in situations and instances that have come up over the past Couple, several weeks. Yeah. Um, a lot of things. Well, people have really just been talking their shit. I think like people have shit to lose right now. It's just like, uh, you're going to hear what I got to say, accept it or not. It's like you Bad Boy. It's like a Diddy and Bad Boy. Take yeah. that, take that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, so um, let's get it popping. Let's, let's get it cracking in. Let's talk our shit. Talk yo shit. All right, so round one of talk yo shit goes to boom boom boom. Kevin Samuels. Kevin, yes, 
Yes. So I don't know if anybody's really. I mean, pre, if you haven't heard all the Kevin Samuels, you probably just met on social media. So it's, just give like a quick thirty second, like Kevin Samuels. What what is he talking his shit about? So I don't know who Kevin Samuels is. Like this is like before the show popped off, had no clue who he is. But apparently he's like this. I don't want to say a guru, but he's just self-defined expert, you know, uh, image consultant and things of that nature. So apparently he has like either a YouTube channel or some type of channel where people call in, they ask him questions, he gives them advice, really honest advice from the couple episodes that I've seen clips of. So, but one that really gathered a lot of people's attention was the episode that he had with a young lady, young is relative, but a young lady that was, who called in mid-30s, um, single mom, entrepreneur, and she felt that she deserved a certain a certain type of caliber of a man. And yeah. the caliber was he had to be tall, attractive, six figures, no kids, things of that nature. And um, during the dialogue that he were having, he asked her a couple questions. One of the questions that he asked her. So he was like, "So, like, what do you do for a living?" Having a guy, and so part of the standards that she was saying again. Um, well, he had to be a certain height. He had to bring in a certain um, level of income. He had a, he couldn't have any kids. So he couldn't have any of the baggage that she was bringing in to the relationship. And so he also asked, okay, so from that, who do you know that's part of that tier of the man that you want outside of, like, family and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And she, she, she couldn't name any. I mean, granted, she's in North Carolina. The cost of living is uh, cheaper. But you know what's really funny? Uh, Charlotte is the number one city for black middle class people. Did you know that? I did know that. But the thing is, though, middle class changes where you live. I think you knew that as well. Yes, middle so, class does change. But our, our middle class is different. Our middle class being like the DMV area yeah. is different than Charlotte. Certainly the median income shifts but i think that like honestly if you kind of like scale back Mm -hmm. which i have a couple of things the things that she's looking for i think you know you're entitled to look for or want to date a certain person whatever you want but i i also think that it's very interesting that at that age the thing that she's looking for are really things that i would associate more with like a younger person that has not experienced like life Mm -hmm. And not to say that you don't want... I think that it's... Uh, for me, it's interesting when I hear people talk about what my lists are and then mm-hmm. you think about at what age do you switch from like, I want somebody that makes six figures to the mindset where you say like, really what I'm looking for is somebody that is financially independent, somebody that is... um financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the, the things that you look for to me as you get older shift, because there's people that make six figures, but live well outside their means. Right. So like their debt to income ratio is crazy. They are highly leveraged. Like they don't own anything, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, do you want the perception? Bad credit. Yeah. Right. So for me, I'm like at 35 with a kid, like, do you want the perception of that or do you want, or are you saying something else? And I think that at a certain age, you should be able to articulate yourself a little bit, yeah. a little bit better. No, I get where she's coming from. Um, I think like at that age, you want somebody who's coming in and not necessarily even matching where you are, but 
at a certain level. No, you don't want anybody who's making minimum wage. No. Okay. Um, I get it. I get it. Because you can do... But, right, but that's not what she's saying, no, that's not, no, that's exactly which what I she think said. That is right. it, which is important. Yeah. I, think that, I think that she said what she said. Mm-hmm. She talked her shit. And I want I don't wanna excuse or try to come out of that. Right. She said she, she wanted somebody with six figures right. with no kids and that was tall, dark, and handsome essentially. Yeah, I, I mean the no kids is, is crazy to me when you have a kid. I think that's just so hypocritical. Mm-hmm. You have a kid. I can understand you said, Hey, I don't wanna go into a relationship and you dealing with a toddler or somebody that requires a, a, a great deal of, of attention. Because now the question is, if we get together, are you expecting me to give that level of attention? I've already gone through that. I just, I've determined that I don't want to go through that stage again. I get that part, but to be I like, don't oh, think that there's anything wrong with somebody saying that I don't want anybody with a kid. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like if that's I think your it's kind of preference, like, I think it's just really critical. Hyper- I think it's very. What's the word I'm looking for? I think it's very hypocritical. Hi- hypocritical. Thank you for you to like kind of like turn your frown on. Not ex- being accepting of somebody who has a kid when you have one. I get it. If you don't have one, you don't want anybody. You don't want to deal with somebody who has one. But you have one. And the thing is, though, as the older we get, mm-hmm. the chances of you dealing with people who don't have kids, the pop- the pool gets small. Right. You know. And so I think that's what he's saying. What, what Kevin was saying is that hey, you don't want a guy with kids. You want a guy that's very attractive, who makes great money. But I think that's also the other part. Though she had a career where she was making. You know, she yeah. certainly was would be considered middle class in the career field right. if you look at the median, um, the median income for what was she a nurse, right? No, she owned a her owned a business pet store. Yeah, so she, yeah. So she uh, entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. The part oh, that grooming. took me yeah. out was fucking when he said, "Well, rate yourself on a scale of yes. one to ten. That was crazy. And she said, "I'm a five when I wake up." And a, six. and a six when I put on makeup. Why are you putting on makeup if you only going to one point? One point. <laughs> That's what the fuck I'm Unless saying. Unless you're like a nine. Okay, I put on little makeup to them saying, okay, I get it. But if you... Shit. So he was like, you know, she's average. Yeah. Which, you know, five is average. Five is average. But you know what is so funny? I think like <laughs> when, we, when we think when we think about when we think about how we rate people, I'm gonna be honest too. Mm-hmm. I think that people be too lean on on, on rating anyway. Mm-hmm. Like when niggas be like on a scale of one to ten, she a ten. I'm like, no, 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 no. She has a fat ass. Right. She is not a ten. Her ass is a ten. Right. And if she bought that, then right. That don't really count. And most and and nine times out of ten, she yeah. is bought. Yeah. If you got a ten ass, you yeah. Right. I think so. I'm yeah. like even even the ratings. I I respect her because I think that like she was a very average looking girl. And I and I say this. I will always say this. Um, in Houston, she wouldn't have been a five. Yeah. I'm convinced in D.C. she would have been a five. Well, the parts of D.C. <laughs> <laughs> she not even a five. And was, I'm like, she was like a yeah. 3.7. Yeah. But mm. get to them motherfucking decimals, bitch. Right. right. Let me get this point. Get these decimals. Get, let me buy these points. That's what she got to do with her right. salary. That's what she going to have to do. Shoot. No, but I think, I think like, right? Like, I think in talk, like this episode is like around talking shit. I think that that was like, like, Really, where he started really laying mm-hmm. into that, right. like one, like you're a five, you're five, two, like you're, you're a six on a good day, on, a, on your best, on your you're best. a six. Yeah, you got a long face and a bobble head with a bad weave. Like and so, even when you put on the makeup, it's it's the makeup really a three. So 
You really coming back down to a right. floor? She had these badass eyelashes on that look like caterpillars and Fucking shit. Fucking butterfly eyelashes. Oh, heavy eyelid carrying ass. And guys don't like that. We don't like it, ladies. I'm sorry. I have never heard a guy like, dog, you see her fake eyelashes? Dog, shorty was bad. Shorty, no. hey, you he didn't won't. see her eyelashes? Bruh. You didn't see them fat ass eyelashes, nigga? Dog. You didn't see them fat ass eyelashes, nigga? Made, made you want to take her home, dog? Shit. Off the eyelashes? Every time she blinked, my dick got hard. Shit. Like, said no one never. Never. Fucking clumped up ass, drugstore mascara looking ass. I hate it. We ought to go in. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, shit. But no, I, I, she's I, I, doing that. Yeah, she was doing the most, y'all. And... You know what? Oh, my gosh. Speaking of doing the most, I know this is like another side tangent. So, I went to get my hair done today. And this nigga said, no, I'm going to bring this up for another. I'm going to bring this up for, for the second, the another one of our taco shit. But, yeah. So, I think, like, him being very honest about where she was physically, the demands that she had on other people, and being honest. Like, what you're bringing to the table, you are not the person Generally, mm-hmm. that the kind of person that you want is looking for, right? And Perfect, and that's both sides, though. Yes, we can talk yes. About that. So Absolutely. that's I wanted to get to that. We can definitely talk about that. And so, because he, he said something about like ratio, he talked about mm-hmm. what, what you're looking for the the guys, and you just said this really like what you're looking for. Those people aren't looking for you, for you, and you don't even run in that circle where you will even be really exposed to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So. But yeah, so you actually alluded to it as far as the opposite. So I want to give Kevin some uh, some credit though. So he's very uh-huh. consistent mm-hmm. with his in, messaging. In, with his messaging. So he's not like, oh, he only clowns on women or anything like that. Like he fries on men too. And so it was another story that came up when he was talking to a gentleman who was overweight, um, didn't make good money, even brought less to the table than the, the lady before, and he wanted to have the baddest joint or whatever. And he asked him a couple questions. Really, he asked him one question. Is your dick big? Is your dick big? I knew it. Nigga was like, well, big is relative. He was like, you can't even answer that question. So now, who said it's big is relative? That's the, what the guy said. Because he, he, he was like, I ain't no Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's a uh, you know, yeah, yeah, the porn star. porn star. Who's in jail right now? Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, I ain't no Ron Jeremy. He said, I didn't ask you who you not. I said, is your dick big? Mm-hmm. And you can't even answer that. So, no, your, your dick ain't big. I can tell you right now, my dick is big. I ain't say, like, oh, I ain't no lesson to still. My mm-hmm. dick's big. You know what I mean? And so, he was like, your dick ain't big. You don't make no type of money. You fat. And you fat. But you want this, you want to die. Right. And I think that, again, it's hard for people because I think we live in a, so- a society that is so used to coddling feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when people do talk they shit, then people feel some kind of way. But I think that... Um, like, mm-hmm. in those instances, I think kind of coming out of the tone and, like, the what he said and how he said it is back to this idea of what is the expectation that you have mm-hmm. of the person that you want to be with or the, the kind of relationship status that you want to be a part mm-hmm. of and, like, or what you bring into the table is that in alignment? I mean, every, I think the, at the end of the day, everybody wants to, most people, I'm not gonna say everybody, most people wanna be with somebody that other people want. I ain't never seen a person say, yeah, I want a broke person. Mm-hmm. You know, I want a person who can't travel. I want a person who, well, 
have sex with people like, yeah, I want to be locked up because, you know, he's a street nigga. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, bitches yeah. don't have no sex. But, yeah, no sense. No, no, bitches really sense. don't have no sense. Who's, who's actually inquired and really wanted somebody like that? Like, people always want something that everybody else desires or somebody else desires, you know? Yeah. And, like I said, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said the thing about the coddling, though, because um, I joined this group. Clubhouse, I don't know if you heard the app or whatever, uh-huh. but apparently it's like. Have I have I heard of it? No, I gotta invite you, but because okay. um, I don't know, I don't do nothing without. But you, you only get you can only invite one person per week, and I just got one, so I haven't got my free token yet to invite anybody. But apparently, I had got one, and they were talking about Kevin Samuels again, uh-huh. and somebody had asked him, like, "Did you ever reach back out to her to apologize?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "For fuck what? Literally, that's what he was like. For what? Mm-hmm. Like." Why do I need to apologize for? I don't feel bad about anything I said. I don't think I, I said anything incorrect. She called my show. She know well. This is what my I interpret is. She called my show. She knows exactly how I am. I'm right. very consistent in who I am. Right. So if you can't handle who I am, don't come. And yeah. if, this is the issue that I have. And he started getting into like how why black men Uh-oh. always have to like coddle women. Uh-oh. And the thing is though, you, you're you're choosing to be with a man for a reason. Uh-huh. I can't talk to you. Like a woman. I'm not going to talk to you like a woman. I'm going to talk to you like a man because that's who you deserve to be with. Uh-oh. Here we go. That's what he said. I think that I have... How do you feel about that? I agree, though. I, oh, I, I knew you agreed. I knew I you agreed. Agree. So, I I understand... You don't have to be an ass. Thank you. That's the only thing I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. That does not mean... Nobody's asking you to... Well, there's a couple of things I'd say. Nobody's asking you to not be a man. Now there's a whole conversation of like, what does being a man mean? And also, how does the way that you engage with somebody then um, equate to like your manhood? So I think like there's a whole bunch of things. But I think that it's like being a man doesn't mean that you cannot be receptive to people's feelings and how you could be received or interpreted. You don't have to be insensitive. Right. Being sensitive doesn't make you you not a man. No, I agree. Like it makes you a human. Like we are humans. And even as hard as people like to um, project to be, at the end of the day, we're all humans. Absolutely. So Kevin Samuels could be as blunt and as whatever as he wants to be. That nigga has cried before. That nigga has had his feelings hurt before. That nigga has experienced a range of emotions as we all have as humans. Right. And so I think that it's important that we normalize. It kind of comes back to like the topics that we talked about before. Like We need to really normalize like... As a human being, like it is a hundred percent okay for you to have a myriad of experiences and feelings, and for those to manifest themselves in a bunch of different ways. I'm not saying for anybody to that for you, you have to walk around crying or what you perceive to be a punk bitch all the time. But I'm saying that if you do, if you do decide to engage with a woman where you have taken into consideration how somebody outside of yourself may interpret Mm -hmm. something, that doesn't make you less man. No, I agree. No, I agree. I agree. But I, I think also another thing that kind of bothered me was like when the person asked, did you call, reach out to her? I was like, does anybody ever ask Judge Judy when she frying people and laying in their ass, oh, did you call that that compl- um, yeah. person yeah. back and was like, oh, you know what? I was real harsh on you. I, I was only doing it for the camera. Blah, blah. Right. They don't ask that. Like, I mean, it's just you came on my show. You know how I am. If you can't handle it. Don't. It's, it's just like if you're in a relationship. Yeah. If somebody's brutally honest and you can't handle it, don't be in a relationship with them. Right. She kind of like volunteered for the ass whooping. Not kind of volunteered. She knew. Because like you said, I think 
that that particular girl, she had indicated that she listened to the yeah. show. So, Nobody, she was, yeah. so she was familiar. Nobody calls into the radio station for the first time listening. Right. Yeah, because no. you listen. Oh, first time caller, but yeah. not first time listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you nailed that. Yeah. Um, something else that you have brought up that I wanna that I wanna uh talk about this tangent to this, and you've mentioned it, and we t- we talk about this um a little bit like it's not that different. Mm-hmm. So when we think about like talk your shit, how is one of the things that I hear about is like how does this situation manifest itself? outside of like heteronormative yes, conversations. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I would just say personally within the rainbow or alphabet community, I have seen there be very similar requests, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking for somebody who's going to be X, Y, Z, who's going to take care of X, Y, Z. Um, but I also think that the uh, there's a little, a slight difference in the fact that, like, most gay men, particularly gay black men, also are in, on the spectrum of, like, higher income earning and also have disposable income. Like, are more likely to have disposable right. income. So, I don't know if that is a part of what manifests these, like, requests mm-hmm. for the kind of thing. But I also think that in the gay community, we have taken um, heteronormative standards Mm -hmm. and then applied that within the confines of our relationships. So how have you guys done that? I mean, because I've been around you you long enough. How have you guys done that? (laughs) So, honestly... Was that inappropriate? No, 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 no. no. I think that it's funny. No, um... I think that just in general, in general, the way that society works as a whole, whatever is dominant is mm-hmm. then what all other marginalized groups, that becomes the standard or the norm, mm-hmm. right? And so heteronormative expectations is what the is the dominant group, mm-hmm. right? And so those expectations for anything that is not heteronormative, those things get applied in non-heteronormative uh, situations. I think for me, That's I, waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, for uh-huh. me personally, I, 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 there are, there certainly are some areas that I could say like have influenced like the way that I think about it. But I also think that I'm like, I'm very like liberal and progressive about like the way that I think in general, um, hence gay. Um, but then even sometimes that, like I go back and forth. I'm like, like, Am I really gay or is it just easier? Like, and we've had that mm-hmm. conversation. I think, like, for me, I'm like, it's just easier to say gay. Right. Than to, like, get into, like, the whole... Sapien. Right, yeah. like, like it just, it's just easier just to... I'm be, attracted to people. It's more, yeah. it's more, like, just black and white. Because right. we live in a black and white world that it's just easier to say that than to, like, really dive into it. But as far as, like, the expectations and the standards, I think for me personally... I am mature in the mm-hmm. way that I think about relationships. Mm-hmm. I also didn't, I also grew up a very particular way that there are things that are, have been instilled in me. <laughs> there are things that have been instilled in me that I don't necessarily like. I don't like, I know who my mama is, I know mm-hmm. who my daddy is, like, I know who my grandparents right. are. Like, we grew up in a very particular way. And so the things that people want, like, I mm-hmm. already have. So I'm not really seeking certain things or like I'm not seeking certain things to be taken care of. I'm not seeking somebody else 
to climb socially. Mm-hmm. Like I, we talked about this in several episodes. Like my goal is to be a like you know the way that I go. Yeah. Like I want to be a top two percent blank percent yeah. in, income right. earner. But it's because I grew up in a house like this. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. So what I so like what I have seen in my experience has been has led me to how I think mm-hmm. about being in relationships. So I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily looking for anybody to take care of me, right. but I'm also not looking to take care yeah, of anybody. Yeah. I'm looking to be in a relationship where you c- come in as whole as possible. Again, knowing that we're mm-hmm. humans. And so we have experiences that take little pieces of, of yeah. us, right? Like I'm coming, I'm coming into a relationship where I'm hoping and expecting for you to be as financially independent as possible. I'm not saying that we don't all fall on hard times or that they're not yeah. things, but what I'm looking for is that it's, it's less about did you fall on hard times and like what personality traits do you have mm-hmm. that allow you to overcome that, that prevent you from getting into that, that um, like your resiliency. Like I'm more interested in seeing those kind of things. Mm. Like are, but, you, are you, are the things that's preventing you things that's like out of your control or the things are preventing you things that you could have been handled. I think that's like just knowing who you are. I think the latter bothers you. Like, okay, you could have been here. <laughs> you could have been at Z, uh-huh. step Z right now. Well, Z means you're, you're done. So you okay. could have been at F or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you allow all these parameters to hold you back that you had control over. I think that bothers you more versus that, you know what, I tried X, Y, and Z. I applied here. You see my resume. Boom, boom, boom. I've done everything I possibly can. But yeah. I, I can't get over this hurdle for one reason. No, I, absolutely. I, I I respect the work and the hustle. Yes. That's what I was getting at. Like I respect that. And I could be with I could be with um, you know, a person who is committed to grinding and working and hustling. I'm not a US citizen right now. Even even if you are no, I was just giving an example. Like, I'm not doing this. No, right no, now. I'm giving an example. I'll give an example. And the reason why I give that example because that's that, something but, that is out of my control. I I done everything I possibly now it's a waiting game. So now because of that waiting game is no I'm not saying necessarily that situation, but I'm just saying somebody who was waiting for citizenship or something like that. Wherein okay, I'm limited to the jobs I can I can apply for or whatever because I'm not a citizen. But I've done everything and now it's just waiting. Versus oh I'm a U.S. citizen, and I just, I'm just, yes, I'm holding myself back because uh, whatever insecurities I have. I mean, yes, but e- even then, you know, you have the conversations like, "Well, what took you so long to do this?" Because you're 50. See, I wasn't trying to make it like that specific, but I was just. I'm saying, saying like, in yeah, life, yeah, in life. But I was just, I was just giving an example, I'm and I get it, and, my, my and I get it. Like in some instances, it's like you just didn't prioritize that, and that is okay. But I then get to make the decision. To say, my perception of you not prioritizing that mm-hmm. leads me to say, like, hmm, what, other things, what other things, like, how do you prioritize things? That may be problematic for me. But I think that in general, in general, I think that I personally try to bring to the table at least what I expect. I know as I've gotten older that, like, I don't have a list. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not looking, I know... Anybody that knows me, like, when I was younger, it, I definitely had a list. Like, you needed to make this much money. You need to have this many degrees. You needed to do this. You needed to have this. You need to have a passport. You need to do all these things. But as I've gotten older, I recognize that, like, you may not meet the list. It could be, like, the the person mm-hmm. for me. 
I've also recognized that you could meet a list and not and still not be the person. I meet mm-hmm. a lot of people's list. I'm not, not the person. person. Facts. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I meet people's list, but I'm not the person. And I think that as I've gotten older, I have become more comfortable with saying that much earlier mm-hmm. on and still loving and liking and being supportive of an individual who um, who I like as a person, who I love as a person, but that is not a long-term uh, monogamous mm-hmm. committed relationship that will last. It's so much more that is required. But I'm glad, uh, required, I'm glad you said that. I was waiting for that word. I was absolutely waiting for that word because right. acquire. No, require, require. For, for the relationships to, to last. Right. No, but I was saying as far as like you said this thing, like, yeah, I had this list. People have a lot of lists. But what they're not expecting is what comes with that list. Like, if you want somebody who makes six figures or is a CEO of a company and stuff like that. But, yeah, you want a CEO, but you also want them always available oh, come on now. for you. And you can't really have both. You no, cannot. CEO don't have the time. I don't have that, the time, baby. You know, or, oh, I want a business owner. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want no nine-to-five person. I want a person who owns a business. Guess what? They're not going to be available eight-to-five. They're like, oh, let's do happy hour. Yeah. No, no, I'm getting Man. this proposal ready. I'm yes. getting whatever ready as you work at nine to five or whatever. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay. No, but you have to be okay. But you also have to understand it's easy to ask yourself, but then understand the level of effort that it takes to get to that point. I want but an the, NFL player, I want a ball player, but guess what? All season he always in camp. And but you know why? He always be, the, the, what I've come to, to know is a lot of people, a lot of people want things of people. They have no idea of what is required for them to be the thing that you want. Whitney Gilbert said that fine. Was it Whitney Gilbert from a different world? When yeah. she was like, somebody asked, like, would you ever date? She told her exactly everything she wanted. And it was like, would you ever date a guy that was broke? And she said, everything I just asked for, a man, man never be could broke. never be broke. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I think that, I think that what I have come to learn in this episode, like, in, to bring it back to, like, talk that shit. Talk it. What I've come to learn is that something that may be difficult is necessary. Mm. Unpack that for me. So, I think that, like, sometimes, again, with this coddle thing, like, you, it may be a difficult conversation, but it's absolutely necessary because if you don't have this difficult conversation because Mm -hmm. you're worried about somebody's thoughts Mm -hmm. and feelings, then... You end up having to be unhappy. You mm. end up missing out on opportunities. You, and then, so then I become a miserable person. Perfect. I say this all the time. Oh my gosh, I remember. Oh, like my first love, Ashley Yarborough. Love her like so we love hard. Ashley. Oh my gosh, like since I was a kid. I remember very clearly us having this conversation where I, like, she broke up with me mm. and I was devastated. Like, like, crying. Like, tearing up my heart, kind of, like... Like, crying. Uh-huh. Like, looking at yourself in the mirror, crying, as you cry at yourself? Like... That's a level of crying right there. No, like... First of all, I was at a party, and she broke up with me. Oh, she ain't shit. And I had to... And I was hosting the party, and I had to, like, go on, like, nothing had fucking happened. And I cried like that. I went to bed crying. But this is... Why she break up with you, though? We were young. We were like, well, I had we had just graduated. Grad, <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, uh, not grad school, uh, undergrad. Oh, it was it was so. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. But this is the thing. This is the thing. I remember having to tell myself, like talking to myself, mm. to say, "You, if you really love somebody, and they are not happy, love would not have them be somewhere where they were not mm. happy." Like I remember, like literally, like Damn. talking these words to myself. As I've gotten older, I think like, wow, like that was so mature of you. That was very mature. And I now, and like that is priority in my life. Oh, like when I think about things, I'm like, love will not have anybody somewhere where they were not unreasonably mm-hmm. happy. And I think that is my new mm. like benchmark. Being unreasonably happy does not require for you to be laughing, giggling, kiki-kiing 24-7. Yeah. Unreasonably happy is like I am sitting on the floor with a blanket watching a show that I love, content in my heart. Like, content. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't feel like I'm List. missing out on right. nothing. I don't feel like, oh, I'd rather be here. Like, you're not laughing. You're not talking. You're not doing nothing. You're not being innocent. And yeah. you are just so at peace. That, like, peace to me at this point in my life mm. is the unreasonably happiness. Mm. It's not laughing and kikiing, which, you know, we do and joke right. all the time. But even without all of that, it's mm. like, I'm not thinking about nothing. I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I, not, I ain't know where I would rather be. Right. I'm not looking at your goofy ass talk about this motherfucker. You got me watching Benja on Grey's Anatomy. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> those are the moments where you can have you can find solace in that. You're like, mm-hmm. you look over and you're like, oh, that person is happy doing exactly that. And I'm happy doing exactly this, exactly together. Right. Absolutely. That right there to me is like the unreasonable happiness that you have to be, that I have learned to be comfortable with. And, like, talking my shit when it comes to, like, relationships. Like, I can't be anything other than that. Mm-hmm. And it is not love for me to sacrifice that for myself mm. so that you could love me. So you could be, yes. So that you could be mm. happy. Like, no. Because mm. if you, if I'm not happy, then what? Mm. Then you can't be happy. You should be happy. Right. Well, you should be happy with us. You yes. should be happy with life. But yeah, you should be happy with us if you know I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. Which kind of ties me back into something that we talked about before. Yeah. Not necessarily on the show, but we Talk talked about... Talk your shit. We were talking about sex. Mm-hmm. We were talking about as far as a lot of women... I wish we had some estrogen on the, uh, on the show. But we were talking about as far as like men not necessarily putting a lot of effort in pleasing women. And so... Um, I was very surprised because I'm the exact opposite. I'm like always like... I'm, I'm looking for like peer reviews kind of thing. Like, yo... I'm uh, not doing how, how was my performance kind I'm of doing peer reviews. I'm doing peer reviews. You're checking out the Every Yelp. time. Like, what, what was that score? <laughs> what, what was that? If you give me, oh, oh, I was like, hey, okay, what can I do different? I'm, I'm absolutely like that. So, like, not exactly. But you do understand that that's not normal. I don't know if that normal because I haven't I, I have had sex with another guy. So, I mean, you, you have more experience with that. Like, is that not normal? Like, I mean, not necessarily to that extent of, oh, what, give me a score, but like, how did I do? I mean, I think that even though in conversations that you have with guys, most guys 
talk about first of all let's okay let, let's get into it let's, let's get, get into, into it. it most guys talk about the sex that they have and they be lying they lie, they over-exaggerate. It. It. Like, it's not, it's, it, it don't be what you talking about, nigga. But you know what? I don't care enough to unpack whether or not you're lying or not. If you say, but and you this, say you slaying that joint. But this is what I'm saying, though. Right. If you just sat up here two seconds ago, and you just said that you have heard that women are not being satisfied, right. there's the only other side to that could be that men are not satisfied. It's so niggas can't be sitting up in conversation. If every nigga you talk to is just, Slanging a pipe, Lexington Steel, Ron Jeremy beating it out the frame, but every bitch that you hear is like, I ain't care. I ain't never shit, came. Like, oh, that nigga, <laughs> right? Then something is amiss. Yeah, and obviously niggas is lying. I don't even care. Niggas clearly been lying, stay lying. So don't this, always lie. So this is this is my issue. Damn, I wish we had like okay. So this is my issue though, is that, and it goes back into like, not being tolerant or accepting of the norms and so but i also think that exactly that is a part of the reason why we have normalized like uh masculinity to equate to like a couple of things how big your dick is how good your sex is Mm -hmm. one how much money do you make Mm -hmm. those are the two buckets like when you think about when you oftentimes when you listen and hear men Mm -hmm. And women. Defending manhood right. or manliness mm-hmm. is one of those two things. Yeah. You don't hear, like I, like, I can't even think of another example where I've heard a man, like, really, like, defending manhood outside of mm-hmm. something to do with his dick or something to do with mm-hmm. his paycheck. And those are often proxies for one another. But, uh, but are men measured by that by women also, though? We, we clearly talked about that earlier yeah. in the show as far as... Income, like I mean, really, no, no, niggas is not hunting no more. So it's not like, oh, he's you don't necessarily have to be physically strong anymore to be appealing. Yeah, some people are like, yo, I want, yeah. I don't want no sucker, but you don't have to be the biggest guy in the room to get all the all the joints. You don't, but how you carry yourself, you talk about exactly. all that swag and stuff. Right. Like, but it's don't. also it's your checkbook or how you perceive them to think that. No, because I know a ton of people that are in relationships with that are in relationships and happy, but this is also like a maturation thing. Yes. Like their person doesn't make a billion dollars. I know people right now their their people don't make six figures. Mm-hmm. Like the notion of six figures is like to be the thing. Like there's not a whole like Simply Google median household income for blacks. You could see what it is. Yeah, it's low. It's low. It's low. You could see what it it's is. It's super low, actually. Like, so six mm-hmm. figures, like the pop, the percent of the population that is black and making that is tiny. Yeah. I mean, first of all, we, we are, I mean, people make the argument as far as like blacks aren't really that far as far as the minority as far as percentage because it's like 14%. But like, they, yeah. they, people make the argument that we're really not that low, but they want to make us feel like that low. That way we feel like we're under, we're um, outnumbered. But anyway, so even we can argue with consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. says, hey, we're 14%, which is still that high. But then you think about as far as a percent of people who are over six figures, it's like 3%. It's like very low. That's 14%. So now it's 3% of 14%. Yeah. Which when you get, come on. So I'm glad, see, thank you for understanding math because I'm like, no, what you're not understanding is that. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. It's like crazy. And so if you think about that 3%, that's 3% 
male and female. Yes. And so we all know that now women are the most educated. Black uh, women, black yes. Women, black women, thank you, thank you. Black, black women, women are the most educated as far as their percentile. Mm-hmm. So, of course, black women don't outnumber white women, but as far as the number of percentage. Yes. Black women are the most educated based off of... And we women. know that education is proxy for social economic yes. status. So, and we know black men are the most... Black men are the most incarcerated demographic. I mean, so even just Come off on. those two metrics, the, those metrics, you already going to outnumber us. Period. Because women are born more. More women are born. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it's like very small percent, like one percent. But even then, we're right now. But one percent out of a billion is pretty high. One percent out of a billion turns out to be a lot. Ten million. Yeah. So it's ten million. Yeah, right. So even if my percent is right. It's 10 million more women, black women, than there are black men. And then you think about as far as the number of people who are now incarcerated. Now, because that now knocks a lot of people off. Because even if you're incarcerated, you come back out, a lot of black women don't want to deal with you anyway. Because right. now you're very limited to. Right. You can, only work at, you can only work at Salvation Army. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Because you know there's like the or, list of like felons, felons, felons. Yeah, waste management. Like, yeah, but anyway, so I mean, the thing is though, it's just it's crazy because I feel sorry for women, and it goes back into Kevin uh, Kevin Samuels, goes back to the lady and what she wants, and it's just not enough of the men that she wants. I don't want to say high quality because I don't think necessarily because how much you make it makes you a high quality right. man, but based on what she wants, it's just not enough men to go around. I think the, I think the biggest thing is you got Michaels right here that's uh, snagging niggas up too. So. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trey Song's ass, dog. The whole time, the whole time, though. You know how many, uh, how many female friends that I've gone out with, and I'm like, yep, exactly, yes. I'm like, he's not it, sis. We was at, we was at brunch. He's not the one. Yes, he's not. I was like, Mm-mm. he. Listen, I don't believe in t- getting into nobody's business like that. That is not my story. But because I know you personally, I'm just going to tell you, you want to keep it platonic. And that's all I'm going to say. Right. And that's on that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that what I was going to say, just to wrap up this, that, this part of the conversation is just, I think that as we get older, we have to do a better job of naming and saying what it is that we want. Mm-hmm. I understand why we want it though. Also, I think yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's any any problem as far as like having a criteria. I had to say it. Like, I mean, yeah. because it also changes the quality of life. If you're used to a quality of life now, you want somebody who's accustomed to that as well. Because absolutely, I want I like to travel. Mm-hmm. I would like to travel with you, but I don't necessarily want to have to travel and pay everywhere we go with you. You know, what I mean? or when we travel, I want to stay all inclusive. I don't want to have to chase an Airbnb and find the cheapest Airbnb. Now I got to cook. Or we try to figure out who washing dishes. I'm not dealing with that. Let me tell you. And this right here is why I only work with a certain group of people. People don't understand. Like, I'm not doing that. And I don't believe that I'm above doing that. I just don't want to do it. I work the way that I work, so I don't have to do that. I don't want to do it at home. I'm not going on vacation doing that. Say it again. I... Don't do it at home. Why I do do it at home. Why am I going to do it on vacation? <laughs> I do do it at home. No, I don't. I y'all wash dishes. I wash dishes. Y'all see me out here. I'm going on vacation. I don't want to have to go in some oriental grocery store asking a person. We went motherfucking Thailand struggling, trying to figure out 
Is this regular Coke or something else? Something this else. Is ginger no, ale. Right. Like, we were no. struggling with ginger ale and club soda. I'm like, nah, because I didn't understand the language. But because I should have had to deal with this. Because if I had went to All Inclusive at that time. Hmm. But that's because you went to like a little cute island. No, but yeah, hey, because, you know, we, we did. <clears throat> what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? That was. That was that meat in your mouth. <laughs> you ain't shit. Cut. <laughs> 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 right, right. Rewind. No, but no. no but so, no. yeah, I think, I, I honestly think that as yeah. we get older, I think it's important that we take some time to reframe our ass. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to leave it there. I think we should take some time to reframe our ass. If you're asking for the same things you were asking at 18, at 21, mm-hmm. at 25, at 35, then you really need to reflect on the trajectory of your life, your maturation, okay. and like figure out like what why? am I asking and why am I asking for that? Why am I asking? That? Why am I asking? I think that's yeah. key. What am I asking? Why am I? Am I asking? If I'm asking because of the perception mm-hmm. of it, then maybe I'm asking for the wrong reason. Absolutely, man. I love that. On um, that was that was good. I'm glad we had that conversation. Definitely. Uh, next round of talk your shit goes out to. Uh, Vanessa Bryant. Mm. Google even hey, Google thought that she was hot because Google was like, "Let me put this joint on my little board or whatever." So uh-huh. I got all these stories that come on my Google every time I go. So, quick background: Vanessa Bryant's mom is suing for ninety six dollars an hour for the last 18, for the last eighteen years, eighteen years or something yeah. like that for taking care of uh the kids, right? Um, and she wants, which is like $5 million or something like that. Yes. And then she wants a house and an SUV. Yeah, Excuse Mercedes me, a Mercedes SUV. SUV. Yeah, yeah, you got to specify that. Recipes for um, Kobe Bryant. Um, and so I feel like, like right now, like she's talking her shit. Like Kobe Bryant's mama, no, excuse me. Vanessa uh, Bryant's mother. Mom, I mean, it's mother-in-law. mother-in-law. Yeah. She's very long to death. Yeah, that's mom too. She's talking big shit. Yeah. So, okay. I, I got a lot. I got a lot of. Heartburn with this whole conversation. Oh, tell me, like, tell okay, me. So I got some things to say. So we can talk about entitlement. I think entitlement is part a, a, a huge topic, and so I know a lot of people had a lot of arguments as far as just like Vanessa, period, like what she's entitled to, and right. like because we always talk about like as far as like even divorce. So like let's pretend Kobe didn't die, and they just got a divorce. Mm-hmm. What would she be entitled to? Half. Half. I don't agree with half. I mean, they got no, I mean, married. Legally, they legally. got married in California. They've been together for twenty years. Forget the law. Forget the but law. Even, but even, just, just principle. Yes, just principle. Like, forget the law because just principle. Yeah, I don't agree. Okay. And this is why I don't agree. I mean, I agree. I agree. I agree with me not agreeing. No, I agree with what you're about to say. I already okay. know what you're about to say. The bitch ain't dribbled nan ball. Ain't earned. Ain't in one commercial. Ain't sold a single shoe. Ain't done a motherfucking thing. Now, I will also say this. I know that there is more to say supporting a house than just being the person that dunks. I I totally get that. Like, when you are in this thing together and um, you're in this relationship, Mm -hmm. you're in a marriage, there's more than just that. I don't know if I would put uh, raising, and I'm using raising, I'm saying, I'm saying raising in the sense of like, yes, everybody raises their kids. Mm-hmm. And when I say everybody, I don't, I know that there's people that don't, but just generally speaking, like to raise a kid is not like, 
People are like, that's the greatest job you ever do. Yes, but that's not a, the hardest job. That's not, it's not a, brain surgery. But it's, yeah, it's like, okay, yes. You decide to have kids. Yes, the motherfuckers need a breakfast in the morning. You decide to have kids. Yes, them niggas need to go to school. Like, perfect. Yeah. That is not in Kobe Bryant's situation. That's not $150 million worth of responsibility. It's not. In Dre's, in Dr. Dre's situation, that's not $500 million worth of house raising. Right. Bitches do that. Enough. Bitches it's do that enough. on $10 an a, a hour. Right. No, $10 people, a day. People do that shit on straight government assistance. Exactly. Like, so, so no, I 100% agree. But the other side to it is like, yes, like you're married and that's just a part of what happens it is, when it you're is married. Right. So, so no, the reason, reason why I say that because like, the argument I was making is I'm not, a, I'm not an advocate of what her mom was asking for. Absolutely not. You don't? I'm not an advocate. Fuck no. No, I'm not an advocate for her asking for $96 an hour uh-huh. for the last 18 years, a, a, a house and a car. No, I'm not an advocate of that. Because as a grandparent, first of all, y'all always asking for grandkids anyway. Mm. So you're welcome. Because mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of grandparents, a lot of people who want to be grandparents upset because I ain't having no kids. Mm. And fortunately... Um, Darius brother took the uh, uh, <laughs> took the uh, took one for the team mm-hmm. or whatever. It had two at one time. So thank you, Darius. Appreciate you. <laughs> you know, but um, the thing so is, really, that's like one one is yours and one is ours. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I get I get it. But the thing is, though, like I get like you made sacrifices. But the thing, this is the thing, is that if you just go off of sacrifices, so if you're saying, oh, I'm entitled to this because of the sacrifices I made as a mother. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Kobe Bryant's parents obviously made sacrifices for him? And I think anybody made sacrifices for somebody to mm-hmm. get to the point that he made. He is. It's the parents of him. Right. Who dropped him off at uh, camp? Who dropped him off at school? But Who I made sure he was whatever? I mean, I'm just saying. If you Kobe have, Bryant in general is like a, a, a an anomaly just because is. like he had strained relationships with his parents. Um, they didn't really fuck with Vanessa. Let like the whole... Before that, before that, like I mean, yeah, anyway, he was like seventeen when he got like drafted. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but like, also his dad was financially stable because he was a basketball player himself. But that's my point, though. So like, I'm, all I'm saying is like, his parents clearly had the, the the means, the resources, to you know put that in there that he could he could focus on basketball. It's not like oh, I right. had to play basketball and I had to go work at the grocery store or I had to. I was selling drugs or something like that. He didn't have to worry about that kind of thing. So I'm just saying, like, if people talk about entitlement and talk about, like, oh, what I did that, like, contributed to him being successful. Right. I feel as though he was already well successful. He was already on a trajectory even being great even before he got with her. Oh, absolutely. And so that's the argument that I'm making. Like, the thing is, I already did the math, right? So, like, 17, he got drafted. Mm-hmm. 20 is when he got married to um, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. He had already been making like nine million dollars a year mm-hmm. off of that, so I think his 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 salary was like going up like a million dollars each year. Mm-hmm. Then I think twenty four is when he had his first daughter, mm-hmm. so he's already been in the league seven years, mm-hmm. and at that time he's making thirteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm already showing this trajectory, proving that like oh my 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 stock in the league is rising each year. Mm-hmm. Where are you showing me that you've come into the place outside of having my kids that you've contributed to that trajectory? It's not like, oh, once I got with you, like, I just skyrocketed or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, when people say, like, oh, I wasn't shooting. Yeah, you was there with me having my kids. I didn't have to worry about that. But the thing is, though, 
it don't take much. And I, I hate to say that. It don't take much. I mean, think about um, um, Beyonce got Danny's. Like, obviously, I have the means mm-hmm. if you weren't there. I, I love the fact that you're there. I would rather you be there. Mm-hmm. But if, at the end of the day, like, I could pay somebody to be there. No, they probably won't be as endearing to my kids. They won't raise them as well. But mm-hmm. there's people who raise in foster care. Like, I yeah. mean, let's keep it real. Like, people right now, and the reason I'm talking about this, I posted this shit on Facebook. Oh, okay. And people were like, well, you know, it, it's, it's a hard job raising kids. I, no one's, I would never negate that. That's why I don't want to have any kids because right. I just don't want to deal with that. Right. But at the end of the day is that we, we deal with uh, two different lifestyles. You're raising kids as a middle class, maybe as a middle class person. I don't know what you make, but I know you don't make a million dollars. It's a lot different than someone who has a million dollars. Right now, people are crying because they got to teach their kids and help kids with social, um, with um, distant learning. Yes, yeah, crying. Like, you think a millionaire, a uh, person who's making 13 million? No, I can pay a teacher Tutors. to come yes. here. Yes. Fuck a tutor. I can pay a teacher to come here and mm-hmm. teach my kids which they was doing, full time. Which that's what they're doing anyway because their kids is out at boarding school. Right. So the thing is, though, we live in two different lifestyles. So, so you, for you to sit here and say that the, the problems that Vanessa deals with is the same problems or the same things that uh, a single mom or a middle class mom is dealing with. It's two different lifestyles. Very. You know what I mean? Like, she can have a nanny and still be there to tell the nanny what. She managing the nannies. Mm-hmm. I was there, but I'm managing them. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm still a mom. Like, I mean, she still gets those kudos, and I'm not knocking anything she does. You have the means. Absolutely. If I had the means, and I was a millionaire, maybe I would think different about having kids. I probably wouldn't because I just wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it's just it's just crazy, and so uh, let me tell you this: this is where I, this, this is where I stand ab- about it with the mama talking her shit. I think that it's weird that it's your mom weird. doesn't have a house already. Like to me, I think of it the opposite way. I'm like, mm. how does your mom? How have you been in, in this position for 20 years, and your mama don't have a house? So she said one. They said they was going to two. I think. But no, Vanessa did not bring that up until afterwards. So Vanessa did say like, "Oh, I was going to get my mama a house." Mm-hmm. But is but it, it, twenty yeah. years later, that's that, that is very interesting. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, but for, I guess but, because she was living, she was living rent free. Obviously, she didn't have a problem with it. I get it. I'm not even saying that you have a problem that she had a problem with it. My thing is, Vanessa said I was gonna get my mama a house. It don't take twenty years when you have when you're worth when your family is worth thirty three hundred million dollars. But I can see myself. No, honestly, real talk, I can see myself doing some shit like that. I can see myself if I like was worth three hundred million dollars. Like, I'm gonna buy this house. You can live in it rent free. I'm still gonna own the house. If I die. You know what? It, but why would you then say I was going no, no, to I buy my part. mama no, a house? No, I was, all I'm saying, no, I get that part. All That's the weird is, part to me. All, all, all I was explaining is if if somebody asked me that, like as far as like why your parents have, yeah, they had a house, they had to pay for it. I own the house, like mm-hmm. it's my house because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for. It. I don't want to buy. And the thing is, I don't want to buy a house for you, and that, now I buy you a house that you can't afford. Now insurance. Taxes. Well, and buying the house, and buying the house, like they were going to. I mean, like, let's be clear. No, I get it. They're gonna pay for the things that so, need to maybe happen. I'm a shitty person. So, but the thing is, though, no, I'm not worried about that because hopefully I'll be here a lot longer than you are. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy this house. You're going to live in it for free. I'm going to take care of all the expenses. So that way, when things hit the fan, not hit the fan as far as like, oh, we don't fuck with each other. I keep you out, but more so like, 
I'm hoping. But like, that is no, what happens. No, I'm hoping you pass away before I do. I'm just, I'm just saying. Parent, uh, kids aren't supposed to bury, uh, yeah. bury their parents. Yeah. So we're not dealing with this. Oh, you leave this house to somebody else. No, I pay for the house. You didn't even pay for it. You don't get that right to leave this house to somebody else. Right. And so, like you, there's like you, you buy houses with people's name on it, and like they have ways that you could set that up. I get it. It's interesting to me. That Vanessa says, I was going to buy my mama house. I wouldn't have said that shit, personally. That's what she said. Yeah, I get it. It doesn't take 20 years. And for the past, since you were 20 years old, mm-hmm. and now you're 40, it doesn't take 20 years to do that. That is my point. If you was going to do something, you would have did it. it. Yeah, because there was nothing stopping you. I, I, I right, like, know. that is my thing, which is the real reason why I'm like, there is much more to this story. But why, the other part of the story that I'm not understanding is why did she, why did the mother wait until Kobe wasn't here to go through all this, oh, you owe me money for all the, the services that I've done for you? Why didn't you do this in February? Well, it could have been, I mean, I don't know. It could have been that whatever the, the situation was with Kobe has been shifted now that he's not there. That's the point. That's my thing. Like, like, oh, now it's your money. Now I can talk to you. I mean, it could have I mean, been. That's exactly what it is. In-laws never call the other person. They always call they, they, they always call their kid. Exactly. I just think that it's, I find it terribly interesting that all of a sudden, 20 years later, Vanessa Bryant says, I was going to buy my mama a house after the mama said, I want a house. And you find that more interested than her asking? And you find that more interested than her asking for money after Kobe's not here? Absolutely. And the reason why is because if for 20 years we had an arrangement that worked, I didn't need to, I didn't need to say anything. You telling me you was going to give me a, you saying you was going to give me a house that I don't have and I still don't have it. But that mean you sue me. I didn't, I'm not saying that the mom's response was appropriate. I didn't say that either. What I'm simply saying is that I found it, if Vanessa Bryant had not said that, mm-hmm. this it would be very different. I think that it is absolutely insane that Vanessa Bryant, out of her own mouth, said, I was going to buy my mama a house. It don't take 20 years to buy the house. I'm not focused on that right now. That's the, to yeah. me, so, so the reason right. I'm focused on that is because to me, that signals, it is much more to this story mm-hmm. than just this. I agree. That to me yeah. is the thing. Because if you was gonna buy your mama a house, why didn't you buy your mama a house? Maybe Kobe wasn't for it. Maybe he wasn't for it. Because guess what? It's my money. I ain't even bought my parents a house. I'm just saying, I don't know what he's done with his money. Right. I don't know either. But so, I think that is I think that it's interesting. Yeah. So I I find it. Well, she don't need no house. But hold on, and I was gonna say that. She always here. <laughs> she Well, yes, <laughs> that's true. But then it's also like then it, to me it's like, well then that's a control thing. Yeah. And it could absolutely been that way. It could it could have been a reason why Vanessa didn't buy a house because at the end of the day, like even when I on my post, people like I don't think they did it like derogatory towards her, but it kept referring to it as Kobe's money. Mm-hmm. And so it could have been very like that as well. Like yeah, I'm here. I'm like you said, you didn't dribble a ball, right? Yeah, you you raised my kids and whatever, had my kids, but. No, you you literally not in a gym shooting with yeah. me. But I also so, think I think that once you get to a certain level, there's nothing that you can't do with five hundred million dollars that you can't do with three hundred million dollars. I think it's the principle a lot of times. I know, and that is what yeah. my argument is, bitch. If you was gonna get your mama a house, mm-hmm. you should have been got your right. mama a house. But when did she say that though? That's a, you're right, absolutely. When did she say it? Did she say that in March? Did she no, she years know. ago. Well, it said it. If she said it, first of all, if she said if that shit motherfucking last week, bitch, if you were $300 million, first of all, that's not even something that should have came out because guess what? Your mama should have had a motherfucking house. That is my point. 
When you have that kind of money, it don't take it don't take all of that. I agree. Maybe she trying to figure out, like, making sure that... It oh, ain't nothing to figure out. It is. Like, it ain't what, nothing to figure out. Outside of, like, investments and stuff like that, I don't know what other new income is coming in. So, she got to figure out, oh, I got four kids. I got myself also. Like I said, you couldn't go through... I ain't you right now, mama, so I got to worry about other you, she, you couldn't spend $300 million, 500 I think he's worth, like, I think he's worth like that, but how much liquid is that? A lot. But it's not 600 A liquid, lot. though? I but mean, I'm saying... What I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. The girls and Vanessa in mm-hmm. this lifetime and the next lifetime and the next lifetime are taken care of. I, I, no, I, I'm not arguing And that. this right here is why LeBron James will forever be the greatest. Because none of this shit comes out of LeBron James' family. None of this shit comes out of his situation. Like, I love him. You can't get, none of this came out before Kobe. So, uh, the thing is... Yeah, like, before was, Kobe, we what came out was he was cheating. Outside of that, come on, bro. Like uh, LeBron James don't have none of those. Okay, great. LeBron is like the the, the like the echelon of how yes. you're supposed to carry yourself as a professional. But and I appreciate that. Thank unfortunately, you. the Thank majority you, of the league is not like that. It's just... And also, if... Um, so the mom was saying the mom was saying that she was babysitting the kids and uh, or watching the kids and Vanessa was like she didn't babysit anything more than a uh, than a grandparent does. I don't see why she would need to. If Vanessa not working. That, that's another thing. If, I mean, I, I don't believe Vanessa first of all because I just I just I just don't. What? I just don't. I just I mean unless she, unless she said like some, she was hiring somebody else to do it. No, I no. Who? No, I, I don't got. I mean, if your if your grandma here, I got you taking advantage of grandma. Like that's what parents do. The grandma that's here. What I'm saying too. But I don't think you. I don't think because you. First of all, her best friend is Kim Kardashian. She Kim Kardashian is always somewhere, right. somewhere fucking else. But irregardless, though, that's what grandparents do. And the thing is, grandparents that, do do that. Right, and I don't. They think, do take care. They get no salary. Right, because you oftentimes they're not in a grandparents oftentimes take care of grandkids because their kids ain't in, the, ain't, yeah. in, ain't in a position to do what they were supposed to do. No, hey, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that her grand, like what she said of her. You only did this. I don't believe that. Like that's a lie. It's just oh just yeah. Oh, you talking when she was like you only watched him yeah, a couple a times. That's like get the fuck out of here. And, and eighteen years or a couple times when you was going through all that shit with Kobe. She lying. When you was in the, using the mental capacity to like babysit, no, you or, was distraught. Or or pay or pay attention to this. And, or you was in court. Go ahead. When when you were sitting courtside with no fucking kids there, where was they at? Mm. For three hours, seven hours, yeah. eight hours yeah. before the game, the wives right. go out. Yeah, you right. after the game, like come on, now you lying. You lying. Now I'm, I don't like see. I didn't think about that, but as we talk, I'm like about you lying. Yeah. You lying. You telling me she only watched the fucking kids? Get the fuck out of here. Alright. Okay. okay. Right, talk I no, I ain't saying she worked 96 hours an hour for 18 years. 18 years? And on your 18th birthday, it's not matter what it is. <laughs> talk your shit, G-Ma. Shit, nah. Talk no. your shit. I did the math. That was like $13 million that she asked. Well, no, she only asked for $5 million. No, I'm just saying, though. Like, if she had did the $96, mm-hmm. based off, well, I did it if they had four kids the whole time. So, I was like giving her extra. So, like, if she had, if they had half quadruplism when they had Gian, Gianni's the oldest, no, Gianni is who, the one that passed. Who, who, oh, I'm so sorry, Gigi, the one who's 18. I don't know her name. Okay, yeah, nobody knows all the names of Gigi. But yeah, okay, hypothetically, if they had half quadruplism mm-hmm. 18 years ago, 96 dollars an hour. Well, let's see, yeah, 13 million dollars. She worked 18 years. I'm crazy. 
Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. But fair. still, she even get more. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. It was for. What? I apologize. No, this was for parents. So, because somebody was like talking about as far as what she's entitled to as a single, as a stay-at-home mom, and I, I googled it, or whatever, and they were saying that a stay-at-home mom for the level of work that they do is equivalent to like 176 thousand dollars a year. I write it up to one hundred eighty thousand dollars. I'm taking math. And so, if you did that for the course of eighteen years, if she had four kids at the very beginning, it would have been thirteen million dollars. Versus six hundred million dollars that she got. Yeah, I was bored today, so yeah, but you had time. I had time. Talk your today. shit, Grandma. All right, okay. Who do we have up next? So we talked about Kevin. Uh-huh. Talked about. Let's talk about McDonald's. Let's talk about McDonald's. Let's talk about McDonald's, and let's talk about uh, expectations. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, this third round, final round of taco shit is just, uh, ladies talking their shit. So this is a scenario. Lady, uh, has a date with a man. He's on the way to pick her up for their first date. Mm -hmm. She indicates to him that she's been so busy for the day and that she needs to feed the kid. So does he mind running her to McDonald's to pick up a kid's meal? They order... The kids' meal, they get to the window. The gentleman turns and looks at her, the date, the date to pay for the kids' meal that she ordered for What's the first kid. Meal? Like four dollars, five dollars, all right, five dollars, six dollars. Yeah. Boom. Okay, that's the scenario. She says her response is, "He's a fuck nigga. Like he he should be. He not getting a pussy. He not getting a pussy. He should be paying. Right. How dare him." Yeah, so that was it. That was it. That was that was her her her. That's the thing. So she actually said that shit to him. I don't know. But yeah, that was, that was the she thing. didn't. Bitches don't ever say say nothing crazy like that. So what are your thoughts, man? What are my thoughts? She's out of her fucking rabbit ass, cuckoo ass mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. The unmitigated gallant audacity mm-hmm. for you to present as if this nigga not paying the six dollars is a problem when you haven't taken responsibility. How fucking busy have you been where you forgot to feed your, kid. Feed your fucking kid? Yeah. The mitigated gallon audacity for me to come to pick you up on a date and you asking me, oh, before the date, can you swing me by McDonald's? And then take me back to drop it off. Like, that's crazy to me. And then a day like now, right, anyway, where you can do uh Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Hello. For real. She should have been had that. And like, and so like that. Those are the kind of things I think of. I think like you're not even the person that I would mm-hmm. want to be with. I think that's that's key, right? You're there. not even the kind of person that I would want to be with. If you so busy that you didn't feed your kid, you, yeah. Or that the time that you remember to feed your kid is because we was about to go out on a date. That because, you were about to eat. Oh yeah, now, I'm about to eat. My right. Kid to eat. Because then I'm trying to figure out this: the kid not coming on the date with us. So who the fuck has your kid? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they couldn't, you couldn't have given them the six dollars to go feed the baby. Mm-hmm. There's so many things wrong with that mentality mm. Mm. that uh, that signal to me that you're not the right person you're, for you're me. You're not together. And now you you is not the right person for me. And you judging me off of $6. Right. Obviously, I got the $6 because I'm about to take your little expectation have ass. Oh, I'm entitled ass ass. Right. And I think to for me, the thing that boils, that burns me up about that is the, the gall and audacity for now... For me, for you to to judge me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wish I could see his face. Woo. Like, how, Sway? How, Sway? Make that shit make sense. 
I think honestly, I just again, it just goes back because it ain't about six dollars. It's not about six. It's expectations. Then honestly. she said. Then she said this. This is the thing that oh, really. Oh, I asked me if he wanted something. Then this is the thing that took me out. She said he ain't getting no pussy. What kind of raggedy bitch are you? That you equate one. That you equated the Happy Meal to him getting pussy. Had he bought the Happy Meal, he was getting pussy. Your pussy bought the Happy Meal, bitch. Or maybe she was saying there's no way he was going to get it just based off of that. I'm hoping it's a lie. I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping she was not going to give it to him if he had simply did that. She said I, what she said. She said what she said. I'm and just, what I'm, she said I'm was she just, she he's just not going to get no pussy because he didn't pay the $6. Which leads me to believe that had he paid the $6, she was going to get pussy. That's the way that she framed no, it. I, no, I think it's like this. I think, no, I think it's... I, I, I'm hoping that it's not it. Because she was not a bad... She was definitely better than the girl that was talking to him. Oh, no. She was a cute girl. So, I, I'm hoping what it was... Little light skin with a PC yeah, haircut. Like, little oh, red bone. Like, oh. Little cinnamon. He opened my door. He did this and that and other. Like, those things, like, how he treated me would lead me to do that. And then I guess this right here was just a showstopper that just completely turned her off that she was like, okay. And I don't, hey, honestly, I don't, I don't knock her for having standards. I don't knock her for having standards. I do knock her as far as what she made a standard or what she used as a check off or whatever. Like, yeah. he went in, he was a complete jerk, had no table of manners. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Or he was three hours late. Like, he didn't respect my time. I get that. But, with like a bullshit explanation or no explanation, like he didn't see any remorse. I get that part. I get that. So I don't want to think. Oh, her 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 pussy is worth six dollars. I think she was just. And I, again, I'm not justifying or defending how she said, but I think she's saying is he couldn't even give six dollars without an issue. But that wasn't the thing, because they were going on the date. I agree. I agree. six extra dollars. It wasn't the six extra, and I think that is the issue. No, I agree. I agree with you. She's raggedy. I'm playing devil's advocate. Her pussy raggedy. The apartment that, he, no that he picked her up from. Don't get no box I was just going to say that. It's fucking sitting on the floor. TV sitting on the floor. Everything sitting on the floor, including her kid. Her kid in Indian style. Like, I, I hate it. I hate it. Is that, yeah. I said what I said. No, but I, I'm glad you hit it on. I mean, no, that's real though. Like, that's fucking like, crazy. But I think somebody said it perfectly. Like, like people, like women. I hate to say, it, women like get so caught up on oh, when we go on dates, courting. I'm a big advocate of courting, mm-hmm. but I'm also advocate of it goes both ways. Yes, and I think I think people, women, in general, mm-hmm. forget that part. That hey, I'm here on on an interview just as well as you're here on an interview, and I'm hoping that oh we're clearly hopefully we're attracted to each other that you're dating because you kind of like you're in a situation where you want things to elevate and both people want things to elevate so I'm here just as much as you to have things elevate to the next level hopefully and I think people forget that I think they think that oh because he asked me out or he agreed to go out and sponsor that he's the only person here that's trying to prove himself worthy for your time. Right. And I also think, I also think like in this day and age, do you have those conversations? Like, should people have those conversations before you go? As far as what? Like, okay, what's your expectations around like how the first date goes? Like, are you expecting me to pay? Like, are you expecting to go Dutch? I expect the person who asks. You expect the person that asks to pay. Right. The person who asks, if I ask you out and I'm picking the restaurant, if I pick the restaurant, Mm -hmm. I think I should pay. 
So, okay, so here's a question. Thank you. And I agree. Uh-huh. So then, what about the second date? So then, do you just like, at what point do you do you then say like, okay, well, I'm not gonna ask the second date. So you know, I think it's a lot of things. Like, like I'm very. I, damn, I can't just keep paying. I'm no, I, I am very, uh, I, I'm very aware of like people's lifestyles mm-hmm. also, and I'm I'm very considerate of that as well. So if I know like if you That's know, so sweet. The first like if we're on a date, like no. I'm, I'm just, it's just real though. Like, if we're on a date or whatever, and say we're we'll, not going to Friday. Well, I, I, we don't have to go to Fridays, but I'm saying, like, if, if Fridays is above me or beneath me, excuse me, I might want to ask you to go to Del Frisco, which is, you know, we used to do that shit every week anyway. If I know that you were struggling with Friday, and it's okay to struggle. If you're a single parent making it or whatever, whatever, and you say, yeah, I'd like to take you out, I'm not going, I'm just not going, I'm not going to suggest. Del Frisco's. Yeah. If I know that. I think that you can have an experience. Let me be clear about something. I think that you can have an experience that doesn't necessarily mean that it's costly. No, I agree. Right? Like, you could have a nice time. But I know I'm not going to go to a menu. I'm not going to go to a place where they don't want to put the price on the menu. I'm just not going to do that. Right, you right. said, like, a uh, market? Like, Everything like, is market price? Yeah. If, you like, <laughs> if, you like, if a chick says, hey, you know what? I'd like to take you out. So like you pick the place. And I know that the last time we were just talking. Yeah. You was you was fussing over your baby daddy not paying child support and Ooh, you trying to figure out how you gonna shit. get your kid uniforms because he keep growing. Is that the bitch for you? <laughs> First of all, it might not be, but because I, I can't. But I don't know. Maybe it was just. I also think that people. I also think that like, listen, if you overshare, like I'm really big on like listening, like how, what people talk about, and what people no. share. I don't even know. Like I, y'all will hear me say this all the time. I'm like I don't even know your middle name. Like, why are you giving me all of this? I shouldn't know that your baby daddy didn't pay child support for the past I mean, I, two and a half years. Games. I don't know what people have small talk. I don't know, but I'm just assuming people. Pay I pray it. not yeah. that, because that's big talk. But, um, for the first but, date, for a first date, but it could be, I mean, not necessarily the first date. It could be we're dating. We're not necessarily oh, dating. In a relationship, we're not in a relationship, but you know, this is fourth date, fifth date, or whatever, and it comes up, you know, because he called or whatever, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I hopefully I never ever be in that situation where I even have to deal with that. But what situation? Where I'm dating uh somebody that I'm getting to know somebody. Oh. You had said what? I said I I, I said he and I said I hope that I never be in that situation again. She's asking me where I'm going. <laughs> Holy nowhere. <laughs> where is you going? I'm not doing a where is you going from the peanut gallery. Oh my lord! Talk your shit. <laughs> Damn, but no, I, 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 no, I think she was off base. But I get it. People like you know, I get it. It's like, are you making a fuss over six bucks? To us, it's like, oh, you. But I money. flip it the other no, way. You flip the shit. No, the same no, way that she said, you making a fuss no, over I six agree. bucks. No, I agree. I'm not making a fuss over six bucks. What I, what you no, are now, you making over a fuss exactly. Over six bucks. You're making a fuss over six bucks, and really, what you show me is your character. Yeah. How am I picking you up? How am I picking you up for a date and you didn't feed your baby? Mm-hmm. Who do you have with your baby that can't get your baby food? And ask for the six dollars when you get back in the house, like or cash at me, or I mean anything. I don't get it. Like, I get it. There I, are so many I'm things that are. I'm not paying your kids food too, but I get it. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird, weird to me. It's weird to me that you would even set up. I've, I've like, what kind of parent are you? 
What kind of parent are you? You didn't give my baby a meal. No, I didn't. I didn't get your. I didn't mm-hmm. give. I didn't give your. I didn't give your baby half his chromosomes, nigga. Mm. And now you got an attitude. Fuck you mean? As you eat this steak. Talking about you might gonna get the pussy. Good you should, night. You should have told me you had an attitude before we left the house after we dropped the McDonald's off, so I could just drop you off off, and I could came home and right handle my own business. She is my plan B. Plan, huh? <laughs> Which you should have obviously had. If you can't motherfucking, if you can't think about your kid throughout the day to get him some food, him or her some food, raggedy bitch. So I, I, we, we kind of talked about this, and I'm going to talk Sorry. about this. I just want to talk about this because last mm-hmm. time we kind of talked about this what? off the air, um, we kind of got into it with one of our guests. And unfortunately, this episode did not make it to the air or whatever, but I, I want to talk about it. I would okay. be a miss now to talk about it. Talk your shit. Talk my shit. So we were talking about, and I hope you um, ladies are listening to this, we were talking about men and we kind of led into this anyway uh, as far as like men and like sex and performance and ensuring that their partners and partners being just the person you have to say not necessarily the person that you're actually with is satisfied with the moment mm-hmm. and there are apparently there are a lot of women who deal with men who have sex mm-hmm. get their net off and they roll over and they go about their business kind mm-hmm. of thing. either they go home or they go to sleep or whatever whatever guys do and so, I was kind of flabbergasted. I always wanted to use that shit in a sentence. I was kind of flabbergasted that it was so many women <laughs> who, who experienced this. Uh-huh. And so... You were flabbergasted that there were so many women that experienced ain't shit niggas. Ain't shit niggas. Okay. No, it's not even necessarily... Just... No, no, I'm not flabbergasted as far as them experience ain't shit niggas. What I'm flabbergasted is that you continue dealing with ain't shit niggas. It's like, all right... You know First what? Time? Bitches dealing with ain't shit niggas is tells as old as time. That shit is forever the case. But why you continue? That's the problem I have. That's the heartburn I have. All right. First time. All right. You know mm-hmm. what? We do it. You pull this. Boom. Okay. Do you bother to talk about it? Why? That's the thing. I think, I think to answer your question, people don't bother to talk about it because they're not as sexually liberated as you. Are they not sexually liberated or they're not comfortable having that dialogue? Yeah, and that's around that's around the liberation. So the freedom to... <clears throat> if you're not comfortable having that type of dialogue with somebody, how are you that comfortable either putting their dick in your mouth mm-hmm. or allowing them to eat you out or opening your legs up? Period. Like, how are you not comfortable enough to saying that? Like, it's not even like... It, we can go back to the tactfulness of, you know what, that wasn't right. It, you can, mm-hmm. it's, it's always kind of a way of being politically, you know, sensitive to a person or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, first of all, if you came in, uh, if you came really quick, that's your fault. Honestly, you're welcome. Like, it was a compliment for real, for real. Because mm-hmm. if nigga in your shit for a long, long time, your shit's garbage. Mm. First of all. Wow. Okay. So. I mean, I, I mean, okay. niggas can come, tri- I mean, think about your first wet dream. You. you Came with nothing. Came with nothing. nothing. So obviously, it don't take a lot. Honestly, if a man is mentally stimulated, it don't take much to make him uh, him nut. I mean, that's very true. I think that, like, um, I think that again, we it's we are living in a society where like that hasn't always been the conversation that people have taught people to mm-hmm. have. I think that like those are conversations that you have to train and practice for. But are we taught to have any conversation? Are guys taught? Yes. Like, um, no, we're not taught taught. Like, yeah. did somebody sit there? Hey, 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 Red. This is You're not me. taught explicitly. No. But how, okay. Yes, ahead. but through your socialization, you are taught how to engage in those conversations. 
Okay. We do. We are not socialized, and I'm gonna say this: like, Please. society does not socialize people. Sex, as free as we are now, mm-hmm. for most of history, has been a very taboo thing. Okay. Yes. So I and agree. Then, like and, high school, like, and then exactly, yeah. like in high school, people want to talk about fucking eating pussy or getting hit. Yeah. Like they wasn't. Oh, that shit was hard getting hit. Right, and so, and there was like a stigma with it. It wasn't until very recently that it's like, as, that that's been a thing. So, th- you think about that. So, it was a stigma around it, a negative stigma mm-hmm. around it, and only very recently has it become more uh, uh, acceptable. So, that means that it takes time to even begin to mm, have, that. have the conversations because it just became like acceptable to even say like, oh yeah, it's cool that you do it. Mm-hmm. Then to sit and have a conversation about like, well, I'm not really good at it. Or, like, I have a gag reflex. Right. Or, like, man, when I'm eating a pussy, like, it, like I'm not really sure about, like, the smell or, like, mm-hmm. mm, the taste or, like, the texture. Or, like, people don't really engage in that level of conversation mm-hmm. because of the taboo nature around it. And also because you have ego. Right. You okay. think okay. you hear Lil Wayne rapping Pussy Monster and you mm-hmm. think that Everything you're supposed is... to be able to do that. Right. No, Lil Wayne tr- tr- head is trash, maybe. Yeah. It's just a song. But the perception around it is what leads right. you to think right. like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing it this right. way. And so you don't have those honest conversations. Maybe people should. No, I, obviously people should have those. I mean, we so, talk very, we yes. are very like open and talk about those kind of things. But not everybody does. So oh, I, I get it. So th- this is my thing, though. Okay. So if you continue doing it, at what point do you feel comfortable doing it? And then two, if you notice, okay, I've tried to it. They're not very receptive to it. I think like a reception is just I don't care honestly because I, I think people just are, and maybe again maybe what most said was just cut from a different cloth. It's just that I don't think anybody wants to be bad at sex. I don't think that that people want to be bad, but I also don't think that people care beyond themselves. Is it that they don't care beyond themselves or they don't care about the person that they're with? I don't think they care beyond themselves. Okay, okay. I think that if a nigga get a nut, like, he cool. So, okay, right. He it, cool. may be, it, may, it may be a person that's like, damn, I wish he would have nutted, but... But if, if, you, if he not... Okay, if he cool and you not cool, why you continue not being cool? That's my issue. Like, I can't I can't control anybody else. I can't control anybody, how they put me as a priority. Right. And that's outside of sex, just period. I can't control that. I can want you to make me a priority, but I can't make you. Mm-hmm. And so eventually it comes to a point where I know I should be a priority, and I'm no longer, not, I'm no longer going to accept not being a priority. I don't have to say I have to be a top priority. You got kids and stuff like that. But, like, but I think to- that that is a part of the conversation. People have to have... You have to converse with the person yeah. that you are with. You have to also let them know what is a priority for you. If it is making sure that bills are paid, if it is making sure you get quality time, if it's making sure that the mm-hmm. sex is good, you have to have those conversations. The same way that him doing XYZ, leaving his drawers on the floor or her leaving dishes in the sink, if that bugs you, then you have to be able to have the conversations with like, when you eat my pussy like this, it's trash. I agree. Like when you like when we're in this position, it hurts my fucking uterus, bitch. This is a terrible angle. Like you have to be able to like have those conversations, right? And right, and I think that's completely I think that's completely okay. And I think it's what you should have. 
I think what like kind of like bothers me is that people aren't comfortable having that situation, but they're comfortable saying I spend the rest of my life with you. Right, because they just, to me that signals to me that they have deprioritized that right. for their situation. And that was yeah, and that was my hang up when we were having this conversation before. It uh-huh. was just like if you know that this bothers you, and what bothers you is not like outrageous, like. It doesn't bother me. Oh, he don't want to bring another another person into the bed with us, or she doesn't want to bring. That's not outrageous in my opinion. But it could be outrageous if what you believe in is a you know a polyamorous relationship. Right, if, we're not, if we're not in a poly, yeah. But if I if we talk about this and you were fine with it, then all of a sudden you're not. Then right. I get it. That's a right, showstopper. Right. But if I've always said that like I'm a one person person, right? Then and then all of a sudden now and I have a problem and you looking at me like I got like a horn on my head. No, you already knew that. I, before like oh i'm not trying to settle down i get it like i have no i have no yeah no rights to, no right to that fight, expectation fight. but i think i think again i think it's both sides i think that you have to create spaces where people feel mm-hmm. comfortable you have to be the willing to take the first step and that comes on both sides as a person who's not being pleased you have to be courageous enough to say that and then as a person who is in a relationship that is supposed to be pleasing, yes. you need to have the conversation. The same way that you tap in and you check in around your situation, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes to the point where it's like, yes, nigga, I'm not telling you no more. It's fine. So, okay, if you had to, like, say, like, <laughs> who is who's more accountable, though, I feel as though it's the person who's unsatisfied. I don't, I, I don't, see, I'm not going to say who's more or less accountable. I think that in a relationship, mm-hmm. There is equal accountability to both being comfortable with speaking and also being conscious of creating a space where people right. feel comfortable speaking. It's it's equal responsibility. But if I say like, oh, how was that? Yeah. And you like, it was good. I think, I mean, I think that's fine. I think I don't need to necessarily change anything. I, I, personally, I'm going to ask what can I do even to be great because good is not good enough. Right. But I mean, if you tell me that's good, I'm thinking that you're straight. But in your head, it was like, damn, you could have But again, but better. again, that's exactly what I said. If the person says it is good, if you ask, mm-hmm. that's your responsibility. Their responsibility is to tell right. you the truth. If they say that it's good, that's all you can go mm-hmm. off of. Okay. The thing that you have to continue to do is to continue to, cre- your responsibility is to create the space where that mm-hmm. conversation can exist. Right. So, okay, so I'll go, I'll go back there. If the person never asked that, mm-hmm. And maybe you don't feel comfortable saying it. Like, I mean, I just, I, again, I just feel like if a person really cares about so it, then you say, de- no, then I just said that you have deprioritized and, that. Right. And so, and that's my issue. So if they deprioritize that and how you got an issue with somebody else's priority, because I'm not a priority. That doesn't signal that if I deprioritize the, the, the sex mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's, you can't pick that up. You can't pick up somebody else's cross and be like, oh, you put that down. Here you go. No, I, it's not an issue for me. But it's, wait a minute. Reword that again. You lost me. If I have deprioritized where that is on my list of concerns, mm-hmm. you don't get to be upset because I am okay with that aspect. But if it's important, like, if, I think the issue is like, okay, like, since we're talking about sex, saying like I'm not a very sex-driven person, mm-hmm. that obviously not an issue. But if I notice that, oh, I like X, Y, and Z done, mm-hmm. but it's like 
you don't want to do X, Y, and Z for me. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the people who was on the show before was talking about, like, oh, they had a friend whose husband liked to get head, mm-hmm. but never wanted to give it. She would like for him to do it, mm-hmm. but she doesn't come across as saying it, and he never bothered to even do it. Like, So, I think that, so I think that it's interesting that if she could voice that in that space, but not with her husband, that is mm-hmm. a, that's an area that they have to work on. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and if she does not, or she, you can't possibly say that uh, you prioritize getting ahead if you're unwilling to uh, to encroach that conversation. Or maybe he doesn't. He just doesn't want to. So then, what you have to, what you yeah. have to, yeah, you have to figure out is is getting ahead worth more, more than, than the relationship. More. I agree. Like people have to figure that out. But also, I think that again. You have to, you're equally responsible to ask and engage in that mm. conversation as you are in creating the space for the conversation to happen. Okay. I, 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 I also agree think that, that if we're 10 that. years married, it's too, it's really too late. It's very, yeah. No, like, you 10 years in, like, the nigga ain't never giving you head. Or you only got head on your birthday or Valentine's Day. Like, come on, bitch, you knew. Bitch, like, don't act like that. Don't act like that, like that. Like that, like that. Not like that, like that. No, you are right, you are right, you are right. I just, like, yeah. If it bothers you and you continue doing it, then I think you're, you're equally part of the problem. I think that's the issue. If it bothers you and you continue doing it, you are not equally a part of the problem. You are the problem. Okay. I mean, I would even go that far. I because would, if it bothers that. you. I won't argue that. I'm and you keep doing it. And you do not yeah. let me know. Yes. Then you have now yeah. taught me. I agree. You I have agree. trained me. I agree. Come on, Pavlov in the tune and fork. I agree. You have socialized me. To think that what has happened is okay. It's okay. No, I agree. So now you got it. Now, now it's your responsibility to undo it. Right. No, I agree. Man. That's what I was saying. Like, if you continue allowing me to hit and you're not happy with me rolling over, you're part of the problem. That's my. That was my whole point. Yes, you are part of the problem. If that bothers you so much, don't let me hit no more. Be a part of the yeah. solution. Mm. Avogado. Avogado. Hang all the mistletoes. Happy holidays. Say you fly if your friends say you loyal, throw your rollies in the sky for the trellis.